Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic, Henri and Waverly, Tennessee flooding event recaps. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's Daily Bolt. So uh, I put a message on Facebook groups last night that I was delaying this Daily Bolt until I could get some uh, material together to talk about the Middle Tennessee flooding event. Uh, I've uh, pulled some imagery and put it together in a movie, which I'm going to show you shortly. Uh, but we will also cover a little bit about uh, uh, what's now Tropical Depression Henri. Uh, we've made the screen nice and big, so hopefully you will be able to see this uh, really nicely today in this podcast. And moving forward. So... Uh, as of 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, uh, Henri was a tropical depression. Uh, it was located at 8 a.m., 45 miles north-northeast of New York City, maximum winds of about 30 miles per hour, and moving east about 6 miles per hour. So at 8 a.m., it was somewhere in this general vicinity and moving back east. It is very close to the track that it actually took westward from its initial landfall, which was here uh, near the small uh, coastal community of Westerly, Rhode Island, uh, not too far from the Connecticut border. That landfall was about a, a, a day ago uh, at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. As predicted, the initial mo motion was really westward before it would be picked up by the actual uh, mid-latitude westerly wind belt and uh, taken back to the east. And that's the direction it's heading right now. Another inch or two of rain, maybe three in some local spots, is expected in parts of Connecticut, Rhode Island, uh, and uh New York, Massachusetts, extreme southern New Hampshire, before it heads back out to sea. Uh, and despite the fact that it uh, came ashore as a 60-knot tropical storm, um, there's a combination of both wind and water damage, uh, but for the uh, time being going forward, it's primarily going to be a rainmaker. These maximum winds are not uh, even as strong as what can be found in wintertime in the strongest nor'easters that hit this region. So uh, the rain and the resultant flooding has been more of the problem with Henri rather than the winds, but we will see on this next slide a couple of uh, uh, aspects of wind damage. Uh, these pictures are from a variety of locations uh, from northeastern New Jersey all the way to Rhode Island. And we have, uh, obviously, trees down. We have sailboats that have been uh, pushed aground onto the shore. Uh, you can see the dock right there next to them. Uh, we have some flooding pictures from northeastern New Jersey and elsewhere in Connecticut. And one other water-related uh, damage is this road giving way in a fairly decent-sized chunk uh, because of water running underneath and washing the uh, supporting... Uh, soil and uh, rock uh, away, and the road could no longer be supported. So that's pretty much all I'm going to say about Henri for this particular daily bolt. We're going to move on and talk about the uh, flooding that occurred in Middle Tennessee on Saturday. Uh, near the town of Waverly, uh, basically through the entire county surrounding Waverly, 
Uh, much of Middle Tennessee actually received quite a lot of rain on Saturday due to a persistent uh, quasi-stationary squall line that developed and allowed for what we call training of thunderstorm cells. They basically move uh, like a freight train over the same area over and over and over and over. And this happened for quite a, a period of time on the, the day of the 21st, and the flooding continued well into the 22nd. Uh, and yesterday, uh, some of these pictures of flooding are actually from yesterday. This one in particular still shows a lot of water. You have vehicles that are basically submerged in this particular region. We see lots of uh, uh, objects, cars stacked on top of each other by the force of the water. This house is actually tilted over. Uh, we have a mobile home that was moved off of its foundation and into the middle of the street. We have part of a street where the asphalt is completely washed away, and there's actually part of the uh, underlying uh, substrate for the road surface that's also been washed away. Um, this might also be, uh, uh, I, there might also be an element of a foundation of a house here. It's really hard to tell from this figure. There's no caption. It's just a general damage photo, so you can decide which it is. Um, I see something that looks like this moving on. That, maybe that's a driveway with the house that was lifted off the foundation. Uh, it's possible. Hard to know for sure. So uh, the estimates of the rain rates were up to three inches at, per hour for several hours straight. And with a total rainfall estimate in uh, the vicinity of Waverly of close to 17 inches of rain falling in 24 hours. That's a lot. It is not uh, the uh, largest amount of rainfall in the U.S. anywhere in 24 hours, uh, but it may break the record rainfall for a location in Tennessee falling in 24 hours, and the Weather Service and the state climatologists there are checking the records to see whether this does break a record for rainfall within 24 hours. So we're going to go to the next slide, and uh, we have a movie here of uh, what we call various radar mosaic images. It's not just an image from one radar, it's images from multiple radars combined to give you a true picture uh, and the best picture of what is going on in terms of the rainfall, uh, thunderstorms, uh, etc., within a region. And this part of the country is blessed by having multiple radars. The coverage is exceptionally good. And so this is actually a mosaic uh, which it has very robust data going into it. And we're not looking at the entire uh, entirety of the data. Uh, 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 mosaic imagery is uh, processed and made available at five-minute intervals uh, through uh, a couple of archive sites. Uh, in this case, uh, we have a few of them that are at shorter intervals, five to ten minutes, but in most cases we're looking at the images being about a half hour apart, and that just gives you a better sense in a short amount of time of just how much rain and was falling, how many storms moved over this particular area that we're talking about uh, right here. So the area that I am focusing on is pretty much in dead center of this particular 
radar image, which is before uh, the bulk of the event started. In fact, there's just a, a rain shower to the northwest of the area of concern. There's a, another thunderstorm that is exiting into uh, south central Kentucky uh, that were to orient you north uh, central or middle Tennessee, which goes pretty much north south through the state. Uh, is what's seen here going into western Tennessee. That allows us to see the approach of the storms from first the west and south and then the north and west as we go through uh, the loop here for this particular image. Uh, so what we're going to look at here is Nashville, just to orient you. Uh, the town of Waverly is right here and you can see a bit of the Tennessee River that is off to its west. The Humphreys County Airport is the, air, is the airplane symbol here. Sometimes you may not be able to remember where Waverly is, but often the airport symbol is still visible uh, underneath the rest of the imagery. So we're going, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put this on a full screen and hopefully that will work nicely. Uh, and Uh, there we go. Uh, once we do that, then I'm going to go ahead and start the loop and I'm going to comment on it. The loop only takes about a minute and a half. Uh, I may run it twice, I may not, uh, depending. It may be pretty obvious to see the thunderstorms that will be in the red shades of the reflectivity color coding. Basically, they first come uh, more from the west and from the south, and then there's a line that sets up directly over Waverly and points east, and you see uh, little blobs of red move from the northwest to the southeast uh, directly over Waverly through the period. Uh, we're starting at uh, actually uh, Friday night. Uh, this is uh, 0235 UTC. Uh, we are looking at uh, basically uh, about uh, 9.35 in the evening, and I just stopped the recording just to make sure I was correct in my assessment that uh, Waverly uh, is five hours behind uh, UTC time. It is in the central time zone, so uh, actually uh, I think I'll go ahead and go to full screen. Here we are, we'll start the recording. I may stop it from time to time and make comments. Again, when you're looking at radar displays, the blue is extremely light rain or drizzle. Uh, sometimes it's not even reaching the ground. You start to get into significant rainfall, light rain with the light green. The darker greens get uh, more into moderate rainfall and the yellows and reds are showing uh, more significant, uh, stronger precipitation, uh, and the reds especially can be as much as an inch or more per hour. In this case, it's going to be more. So let's get this started. Okay, we are stepping forward. There will be some breaks and pauses in here, but not too bad. Okay, so let's stop, see if it will move forward on me and I can stop on the fly. That would be nice. Okay. This is about two hours later. Uh, so we're just a little bit before midnight 
uh, on Friday. And here again is the Humphreys County Airport. We have some heavier showers coming through. Maybe there's a little bit of thunder there, maybe not. More significant thunderstorm uh, off to the north and the west. And this is going to end up being the direction that the bulk of the activity comes from later overnight. So, continuing on. Oops, okay. I guess we will go ahead and keep this in the actual PowerPoint window. Hopefully it will start up again. Okay, I might actually drag it through. Okay, there we are, 515, 535. There is a significant thunderstorm. Now we think the line is moving off. That often happens with significant squall lines. But now you see by 7 UTC, or about 2 o'clock in the morning, we have a strong curved squall line that uh, has developed very quickly. There's an, uh, a, a line even in front of that that is potentially related to outflow from this portion of the line. Uh, the Humphreys County Airport again is here, Waverly is here. So you've had rain off and on now for an, a few hours uh, of varying intensity already. So we're going to watch what happens with this line as we step a little bit forward. Another half hour, another hour. Notice there, this part of the line has moved a little bit to the north and east. Uh, the rest of it here has been largely stationary, and in fact, it's intensified here. Uh, this is U.S. Highway 70, which runs through Waverly. Uh, Waverly is still kind of on the back end of this in terms of the radar mosaic, but has continued for another hour to have significant rainfall. And we watch as the line attempts to move off again. Uh, the northernmost part of, the, of this uh, particular line moves south and eastward, as does the rest of the line, and bringing another significant storm back to Waverly. Look at what's happening back here, though. Additional activity is developing here. Uh, and we are now at about uh, 4.30 in the morning. So we've been talking about rainfall uh, for now a good four to five hours, almost nonstop. Another hour goes by. We have reformation of the squall line in a northwest-southeast orientation without really any curvature in it. Uh, again, it is going uh, through Humphreys County over the airport, very close to Waverly, which is still, in terms of the town, close to the back edge. But you have also all this activity occurring uh, over the Tennessee River Valley to the areas uh, immediately to the east. This entire area is getting a boatload, literally, of rain. Uh, keep going. Another hour goes by. Uh, the line has not really moved, but the what we sometimes refer to as a stratiform area, back behind where it is raining, uh, has actually expanded to the west. Uh, Okay, we are now at uh, approximately 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we've been talking about this event uh, now for well over eight hours. Uh, the Humphreys County Airport and Waverly are smack in the middle of an area of strong rain and uh, very likely strong thunderstorms given the 
the reds that you're seeing here in the reflectivity, which are usually up uh, over 50 uh, dBZ. We talked in a previous podcast about what that means, but we're going to move on, continue on, and I'm just going to let the picture speak for itself. And you see that the basic position of this line, it's sl it slid a bit to the west and now is smack over Humphreys County and also counties to the north and west and south and east. And you see these blobs of red shift position uh, and they shift basically in a northwest to southeast general motion. It's not particularly fast. Uh, we are now, yeah, another hour and a half since the last picture. We still have have a bit, quite a bit to go on this. Another hour, another hour and a half. And by this point, we are at Saturday about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, almost 12 hours after the event actually began. It's still raining significantly over the region. And... The rain does not stop and move out of the way for at least another hour. So you've had 12 hours of potentially one inch an hour or more rain. And if the National Weather Service is correct in its assessment of uh, the total rainfall during that period, there were several instances of three inches an hour. But we're not done yet. I just skipped ahead a little bit on the slide. And now we're going to try, let's hope it will catch up and get there. Okay, that's about where we stopped, 5 o'clock. And now suddenly, four hours later, we have more activity coming in. Uh, we're now at uh, approximate, that was, sorry, not 5 o'clock, it's 5 o'clock UTC, 1 o'clock, uh, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Now we're at 9 o'clock, 9.30 on Saturday, 10 10.30, another whole round. 11, yeah, in U UTC. I'm sorry, keep saying UTC. I should be converting this to uh, Central Time, five hours after. Let's do that. So that puts us at 17.30 uh, Central Daylight Time, so 5.30 in the afternoon. So there's a break of a few hours in the afternoon in the event. That's what I'm really trying to say here. And as we move forward, we have yet another round in the evening hours, pushing farther to the south, continuing. We're at 6.30, now we're at about uh, uh, <clears throat> 8 o'clock at night, and there's still activity. And we really don't have the rain stop until perhaps after this particular point, which is 02 UTC on Sunday. So you subtract five hours from that, that's about, again, nine o'clock in the evening. So we've gone almost a full 24 hours. It has rained uh, the bulk of those 24 hours. There may be four to five hours without any rainfall over the county. Many of those hours have had multiple inches of rain per hour. It's no wonder that this area, which is not particularly uh, uh, full of mountains or anything else to carry water away, it's relatively flat. You get that much rain and it has been wet in much of the east for much of the summer. There's nowhere for the water to go. 
and there's no, and it's no wonder that you see images that look like this. Okay, this has gone a little longer than expected. I apologize for being tongue-tied a couple times and getting my time zones. Uh, I just got kind of excited in talking about this. Uh, it is a, a, a definitely a shame. It is a certainly will have a disaster designation at the state level, if not the federal level. Uh, hopefully, most of these missing people can be found alive and well. Uh, that's it for today's very long daily bolt. I'm Dr. Jeff Tilley. Have a good afternoon, a good evening, or a good night.